Welcome to the Bubbles Brunchcast. Dark Side Edition. Listener's discretion may be advised. Now for this week's host, here's Aaron and Kayla. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us today here on Bubbles Brunchcast. I'm your host, Aaron Ambergy. And Kayla Maynard. And um, today we have a... a uh, Kind of a dark topic, so trigger warning, content warning, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we would talk about uh, murder and sexual assault and domestic violence. So if this will trigger you, if you're uncomfortable with it, you can skip this. Our feelings will not be hurt. At you got to take care of yourself first. Take, yes, take care of yourself, and we'll see you next week. Um, hopefully we, ha- we had a good holiday. We're recording this ahead of time. Hopefully we had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, definitely had a good Thanksgiving, uh, even though I'm in a fucking sling. Oh, had surgery. Lie. That was not stop me from getting turkey. Though. No, it I'm didn't so stop sorry. me. I am highly motivated by food. Well, Chris so- made my plate. He's very nice. Oh, that was hard. Now I would have like I would have me for I had like three different places that I ate at, um, and I was still like, "Where's the leftovers? Where's the leftovers? <laughs> I, need, I need a little something sweet." A little, a little, a little snacky little snack. Pie, is what little, maybe a little, a little pumpkin pie, pecan pie. Oh, mm. I don't eat it a lot through the year, but around the holidays, my grandmother, my mom, Cheryl, yeah, like Brandon's mom. Uh, that was something that she and I were like, yeah, we have to have. Sorry, yeah, like around Thanksgiving Made and Christmas, it. there was. She would have pumpkin pie for everybody else, but for me and her, and like I think my stepdad too. I don't know. We had pecan pie. That was our thing. See, I'm not big on pecan pie, but I love pumpkin pie and peanut butter pie. Pumpkin. Ooh, those are both really, really good. If you put enough whipped cream on anything, it's going to be good, too, though. Yeah. Have you had my peanut butter pie? Probably. Okay. Well, All your food that I've eaten, I've never had anything that, like, I dislike. So there's no, that. There you go. I'll have to make it. I'll make it for the Christ- our upcoming Christmas party. Like I said, we're recording this ahead of time, so hopefully everybody had a good Christmas, New Year's. Um. But the topic yeah. we have for today is missing and murdered indigenous women. It's pretty heavy, but I think it is important that we uh, address this because it, I don't think it gets enough attention. Which is, which is fucked. Yeah. Sorry, excuse my language. I'm sure you all heard me say it before. It's been mm. here for more than half a second because I am a sailor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. fucked. It, it is. There's no nice way to put that. It's messed up. There's a nice way to put it. Well, you know, it, it is. I still it's, say it's fucked. It is fucked. It's awful. <laughs> um, so the acronym is MMIW, um, and that it could also be MMIWG, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Girls. That is uh, for young girls and women. So those are used interchangeably. So, like, the fact that, okay, the fact that it happens to women, disgusting. But the fact that they had to even add a part of an acronym to include girls mm-hmm. just make it's that little extra level of spiciness to the mass. Of, you awful. Know? Yeah. It's an extra level of, of shitty, shitty, shitty. Uh, Hi, Zena. Uh, you should be ashamed. You, know, you should be ashamed of yourself. Um, but yeah. also, ew. Just. <sighs> it's, anyways. As There's a, a separate layer of hell. Yeah. And as of 2016, the National Crime Center, uh, Crime Information Center has reported uh, 5,712 cases of missing American Indian and Alaskan Native girls and women. Uh, the, US Dep- 
the Department of Justice Missing Persons Database, has only reported 116 of these cases. The fuck? I'm sorry. That was... Like, 50 times more... My math isn't my strong suit, but that's like 50 times more... That's a big old difference is what that is. For sure. There's no excuse for that. Like, I could see, like, maybe one or two, like, oh, we lost the paperwork, or oh, we forgot to count that No, this is just negligence. Exactly. Like, that's just you not doing your job. Like... The the majority of these murders are committed by non-native people on native land. The lack of communication with, uh, along with jurisdictional issues between state, local, federal, and tribal law enforcement make it almost impossible to begin the investigative process. So So they fall through the cracks because of jurisdiction. And and it's bullshit that, like that, that not only did we fuck them, Mm -hmm. and that's, I'm white as white. I'm cornbread. I am mostly Irish, maybe a little English. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I personally, I don't. So what you're saying is you're not a woman of color. Cool. You cannot relate I, to the yeah, struggle. Yeah, not like. I, yeah, exactly. Like I can't say that my ancestors had much to do with anything constructive or anything, but um, I, I'd sunburn like motherfucker. What I do. That's true. Uh, I'm on vacation with it. <laughs> like a ginger child and i'm not even a ginger right no um, <laughs> you need a rash guard but that's neither here nor there i do but like so not only did we fuck them in our past as like america in general yes or just people in general yes we put them on these little reservations we took all of their land we took all of their a lot of their culture too because where the buffalo where are anything like this that or the other yeah but now, when things are happening to them, we're like, not my circus, not my monkeys, not my problem, kind of a thing. Um, no, thank you. No. <laughs> no, no, thank you. We, we don't, we, we don't, we don't know her. We, not, not the gov, that. Mm. Yeah. So, I think there's a lot of jurisdictional issues, like I said, between the tribal land and... Roles that they're hiding behind, basically. Oh, we can't, it was on your land. Yeah, oh, it's that state's jurisdiction. No, it's actually the tribal jurisdiction. No, it's federal jurisdiction. You know what? It doesn't matter whose jurisdiction it is. Figure it out and solve this fucking case. Yeah. Something fucked up happened. Now, Make the fucked I'm, up stop. I'm, I, like I said, I'm white. Like Kayla said, we're both very white. And we cannot begin to imagine the struggles of women of color. But I think this is very important for us to go over. But we do understand... How the just general fear that live in women like live in in general, yeah. That I feel just walking through a parking lot, yes. And there's not those kind of problems for like people in my area, yes. You know, there's not like, oh, well, we can't do anything about it, so I don't have to have like the fear of no repercussions for someone doing something to me, yeah, on top of everything else. That's if something happened to us, it would be pretty cut and dry, okay. It was in Kentucky. We need to investigate here and here and here and here and do this. And I don't want to play armchair detective either. I know it looks easy from my couch (laughs) to solve these cases, but something needs to be done. This is not A lot of it, I would say, is if we put them on these reservations and then, like, they also have, like, their own police and everything, they may not have 
they don't have the resources out of the area yeah like they've got like a couple thousand people in their jurisdiction like they're not gonna have the revenue to have a lab with dna testing or what i don't know yeah but i've also i mean if any of us have ever seen the 2020 documentary um years ago not the one that they did on people from our area uh, <laughs> and the other one children of the plains i think is what it was called mm-hmm. um they just don't have they don't have the resources for schools in a lot of the areas or there's just a lot of things that they have to live with that they shouldn't have to live with and that's bullshit and there's also a lot of substance abuse issues a lot of alcohol dependency there's mm-hmm. a lot of things um that we should do better about there they i know native uh, people have higher rates of poverty mm-hmm. than per you know than say white white people like astronomically higher and they don't make up a very big pop uh, they don't represent a, a huge part of our population so some quick stats indigenous women aren't and girls are murdered at a rate of 10 times higher than other ethnicities murder That's is terrifying. the third leading cause of death for indigenous women more than four out of five indigenous women have experienced violence so that's at least 80 percent Oh my god. Of women, of indigenous women. More than half of indigenous women have experienced sexual violence. More than half of indigenous women have been physically abused by a romantic partner. Almost half of indigenous women have been stuck stalked in their lifetimes. That uh That's terrifying. Forty eight point eight percent. So almost half. So if we're gonna make it even, I'd say half. Indigenous women are two times more likely to be raped, sorry, raped, raped than white women. And indigenous women are murdered at three times the rate of white women. And the median age of a missing and murdered indigenous woman is 29. The f- Hmm. Yeah. So, why are the numbers so high? Jurisdictional issues, as mentioned previously, and the relation, and then... So maybe the the tribal lands and the the federal and state are relationships are maybe kind of rocky. I'm gonna guess just from historical context. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, the lack of emergency services, the lack of Amber Alerts, counseling, and family services also contribute to the um, which probably goes back to a lack of funding. Which goes back to a lack of funding, yeah. If you haven't seen that, I think it would be a good watch for you. Is that Children of the Plains? I don't even know if it was a doc. It was like a news special. Like a 2020 like, special? Yeah. Like, remember they did the Children of the Mountains? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was, like, that guy from our high school. It was, I think it was called Children of the Plains. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, I don't think she was 13, a, a young girl who had already tried to hang herself in her closet. Oh, God. Yeah. So also things were just that bad. Also, this is um very underreported. Mm-hmm. And the the data on this has been is difficult to gather. The race, citizenship, and ethnicity of Native Americans also is often misidentified on death certificates and law enforcement records. So uh, lots of times yeah. When indigenous women and girls go missing or when indigenous murder victims are unidentified, forensic evidence has not been accurately corrected or preserved by local law enforcement. Cases have been allowed to quickly go cold and crucial evidence has been lost. 
air bunnies or never forwarded from law enforcement on the appropriate agencies. As these cases go unreported, it allowed violence and murder to be inaccurately represented in statistical data against indigenous women, but has also allowed aggressors to go unpunished. Which also allows them to go ahead and reoffend. And reoffend or start like a chain. Oh, Bob did it, so I guess I'll do it, you know. Yeah, nothing happened to Bob. Nothing so happened to Jimbo's going to do it. So, and then Jimbo didn't have anything happen, so George is going to do it. And round and round it goes. It spreads like wildfire. Which also just goes back to do better, people. Jeez. Yeah. Oop. You know, I just, I don't know. Um, incidents of violence on tribal lands are frequently unprosecuted. The Major Crimes Act of 1885, yeah, 1885, limits the jurisdiction of tribal governments to prosecute violent crimes. These crimes must be prosecuted by the federal government, but then you get on the tribal land, they're like, no, this is tribal land, no, this is, you gotta be back and forth. A statement by the U.S. Government Accountability Office report that U.S. Office Attorneys received 10,000 cases from Indian uh, country for... American Indian country for prosecution between 2005 and 2009. 77% of those were violent crimes. And the U.S. Attorney's Office declined to prosecute over half of these violent crimes. I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping it was, I'm hoping but not hoping that they declined because of lack of evidence. But I'm hoping it's not because of a lack of evidence because, you know... Yeah, and now this is just the United States. There's also an epidemic in Canada. Yeah. But we can circle back to that. The Violence Against Women Act was um, the federal law was reauthorized in 2013, which gave tribes jurisdiction to investigate and prosecute felony domestic violence offenses involving Native American and non-Native offenders on reservations. Uh, About 26% of Natives live on reservations, and in 19... 2019, the House passed uh, H.R. 1585, Violence Against Women Reauthorization Act of 2019, by a vote of 263 to 158, which increases tribes' protection rights further. However, the Senate, in the Senate, the progress has stalled. Of course it has. I want to know who the 158 people were. They were like, nah, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I want to know that too. You know what? I bet it was old Mitch. Oh, well, yeah, no. He's in the Senate. He's a senator. Not in Congress. I know. I I have my own disgruntled feelings. (laughs) I have a lot of feelings towards Mitch McConnell. Um, Yeah. And here's some legislation that goes on it uh, to try and combat this problem. There's a Not Invisible Act that Mm -hmm. was signed in October 2020. (sighs) Okay. So it requires the Department of the Interior and Department of Justice to form a joint commission on violent crime. Mm -hmm. Why? You know what? Sucks. Like, okay, everything sucks in general. But what is ridiculous is the fact that, like, they had to call it the Not Invisible Act. Like... Because these women are basically being treated like they are. Like, they don't matter. Like, they're invisible. Mm-hmm. Just because we hadn't done enough already. Correct. Fucked. And that's a federal law. Savannah's Act is a, was initially introduced to Congress in 2017 by 
Senator Heidi uh, Heitkamp. I'm probably mispronouncing that. But later reintroduced by Senator Lisa Murawski. I'm probably mispronouncing that too. And the purpose of this act was to increase cooperation and uh, coordination between federal, state, tribal, and local law enforcement agencies. As this is one of the major barriers to developing an accurate database. This bill would also implement training for tribal agencies from the Attorney General, as well as improve tribal access to databases. Um, additionally, the data collection will be increased so that the stats will be more accurately represented and missing and murdered Indigenous women. Uh, this bill was co- passed by Congress in two- September 2020, signed into law by then U.S. President Donald Trump. <laughs> Spits a month later. Sorry, I have to spit every time I say his name. <laughs> Just get the taste out of your mouth. Yeah. Um, so, there's been some activism um, in the United States, the Red Dress exhibit. Um, it highlights but- the epidemic of missing and murdered indigenous women. It highlighted, this is back in 2019. That visual just hurts to look at. And it should. And I'll post it in, the, in our show notes. It's uh, a red dress that hangs in the trees. Um, an outdoor installation by artist James Black, or Jamie Black at the Smithsonian Natural Museum of American Indian in Washington, D.C. Um, so 35, it hangs 35 red dresses on a winter bear tree. This is, like I said, in 2019. Um, and along the National Museum of American Indian, a woman pushing a stroller stopped to collect the garment, to watch the garments cl- twist in the wind, staring at the smallest dress in the collection, one that would fit a little girl. Mm-mm. No. I- mm-hmm. No. So... I- I'm going to place the link in the show notes to this article about the red dress. But they picked red because uh, it's the only color that spirits are able to see. Aww. And according to um, Native American legend. So Canada. Now they call uh, the indigenous folks in Canada um, First Nations. Mm. Okay. So it's a little different. Um, and according to the Canadian database, there is not a reliable estimate of the numbers of missing and murdered Indigenous women, girls, um, and LGBTQ plus persons in Canada. So they don't even know. Essentially, they they don't know. They, they can't even guess. Can't even guess. They're according to in Canada, according to activists, thousands of cases of missing and murdered Indigenous women over the last half century were not properly investigated due to alleged police bi- bi- bias. The 49 women murdered by serial killer Robert Picton, who was eventually jailed in 2007, cited an example with families claiming that Picton was able to go on killing for so long because the police had not taken the disappearances seriously because these women, most of the women were sex workers and indigenous. So we might Also, though, it looks like Canada did not maintain a database for missing people Mm -hmm. until 2010, which kind of plays into it but like the fact that like right there 49 people were killed and like that's that's a high number like at least there could be no more i've heard about him yeah i have not um i'm gonna probably have to look into him 
Robert picked. I'm, I'm pretty sure if he the one I'm thinking of, he fed a lot of women. Did you just say fed a lot of women? Yeah, to the farm to. Oh, the, are you talking about like to his pigs? To his pigs, yeah. I think I've heard of that. He was a pig I farmer. I think it was a criminal minds thing. They yeah. Like did like they usually do like spoofs on there. Yeah. Yeah, he was a pig farmer, and he so there could be more. Yeah, because like, pigs un- will eat anything. They will eat down. They will eat the bones and all. And Ugh, why do I know that? And we grew up in Eastern Kentucky. That someone probably told us sometime, <laughs> and it just. I think it was TikTok because like the women are like, "I'm a Southern woman. Um, I know pigs. Just just keep in mind, pigs will eat down to the bone, or eat, will eat the bones and all, mm-hmm. or something like that." Don't piss me off. And I was like, "I'm a Southern woman. I didn't fuck know. My great grandpa used to have pigs. Like and hogs. I didn't know, and I had no clue. I didn't know that I could have been a snack. Always <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of Carol Baskin. <laughs> Fed him to tires. They snacked him. Oh my gosh. So, did they make it Tiger King 2 yet? I yes. think they did, didn't they? Yes, I, I haven't watch watched that. it. I haven't watched You've the not seen. Okay, I was going to say, did you not see the first one? Oh, I saw the first one. Uh, right, right. We when were all trapped in our homes. Yeah, right, right when quarantine hit. Because <laughs> uh, so, we had nothing else to do. So, this. Um, in Canada, there was the Highway of Tears. Refers to the 430-mile stretch of Highway uh, 16 to Prince, from Prince George to Prince Rupert, B- British Columbia, which has been the site of murder and the disappearance of mainly Indigenous women since 1969. So we know to not ever go on that road. Yeah, we're not. In- I mean, I don't think anyone should go on that road. To be fair, uh, in response to the Highway of Tears crisis. The uh, RMC, RCMP, which is the, oh my god, the RMCP, I'm trying to find it. RCMP reports, is it that one down there? Yeah. I'm just trying to find what RCMP stands for. Out oh, here. Google it. Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Oh. So, so the like Canadian cops. Brendan Fraser in uh, Dudley Do Right. Yes. So in response to the Highway of Tears, the uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, or RMCP, in British Columbia ro- launched Project EPANA in 2005. It investiga- started an investigation of 900 murdered women, launching a task force in 2006. In 2007, it added an additional nine cases, which... The, Include cases of both murdered and missing women along Highway 16, 19, or 16, 97, and Highway 5. The task force consists of more than 150 investigators, and cases include those from uh, 1969 to 2006. That's a lot. That is a lot. So, wait, I think it says nine murdered women, and then it added nine more. Where'd it go? Oh, nine murdered women, not 900. Oh my god, that scared me. I was like, 900? Nine murdered women. There's... Okay, I'm dyslexic and I, be... no, I read... that scared me. My heart went... <gasps> I mean, that's... No. Nine is still a lot. Not 900, nine. And I'm sorry. No. Correct me. Thank you for correcting me. I was like, me. there's a bigger problem in this world if 900 women were killed and 
No, but he did. But I just remember <laughs> under like there was a bunch of bodies buried under a school. Yeah, I think that was that. I don't think that was just women though. Um, Two hundred and fifty indigenous children were found last year. This is in Canada. Um, the remains of two hundred. This is a an NPR article. The remains of two hundred fifteen indigenous children have been found at a school, a former school in Canada. Um, so two hundred fifteen, including some as young as three, have been found in a mass grave on the grounds of a former residential school that was once a part of a nationwide effort in Canada to separate indigenous children from their families in an attempt to assimilate them. They did that here too. I not that like they didn't find something like this, but. They did that here, too. They would take children from their families, put them in schools, and try to basically break them. Colonize them. Yeah. And um, then they would go back. And that's another way that we've just taken their culture from them. Mm-hmm. So not is- only are we taking, like, the uh, we as a, as a nation are taking their people, mm-hmm. because if we... Let it keep letting it go on like this. We're essentially giving them the green light to keep happening. Mm-hmm. We've taken their culture. Mm-hmm. And forced them. And a lot of these, like, a lot of these kids, like, 215 children, like, their parents didn't say anything or anything like that. They probably just thought that their kids were taken to these schools and just made lives for themselves. Because mm-hmm. they didn't, they, it's not like, they got their kids taken and they got like to come home for Christmas mm-hmm. and get like weekly updates and a report card. No, if they came back, it was once they were released from the school or they escaped and made it back. That was a whole different level of dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like they had it. These families never got to know these things. Yeah. It's like, it's not like they had closure or anything. Their kids were just taken and they never heard from them again. So, the the remains were find, found after working with ground penetrating radar specialists to confirm the mass graves at the uh, Kamloops Indian Residential School. And I may be mispronouncing that. I'm not no, even going to try. Kamloops is in British Columbia. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the tribe's name. Uh, they're, they're the First Ooh. Nation. Yeah. Out of respect, because. I don't want to say it's super wrong. <laughs> it's, because I would. It's, I will it's link looks- this in the show notes, but I cannot. Um, we had... So the school... Let's see. Starting in the 19th century, Canada was home to a system of residential schools, mostly operated by churches, that indigenous children were forced to attend. The system went into decline in the... That's the same article I pulled up. Nice. In the 1970s, with the last school closing in 1996. So, so not in that the 19th century, so that was the 1800s. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it didn't close until the 90 until 96. So it's not that long ago. Not even 30 years ago. 100 students died while being there from either mistreatment or neglect, others from disease or accident. It found that in many cases, families never learn the fate of their offspring, who are now known as the missing children. That's. Yeah. I, mm. It's just, there's just no words. There's not. Like, it was operated by the Catholic Church until like 1969, I think. Mm-hmm. 
when the federal government took over. You know, which, I mean, 1969 to, what, 1996 is not a huge chunk of the time that it was open. No. But maybe, maybe they just got smart and closed it down. But still, it took till 2015 mm-hmm. for an apology to be uh, given out. So we could, we could probably do a whole nother podcast on uh, American Indians or Canadian First Nation people just in the w- way that they were treated. Yeah. Um, there's the Trail of Tears. There's the Relocation Act. There's This is just in America. I'm not very familiar with Canada. Um, Which, I mean, it's really sad that we have the Trail of Tears and then they have the Highway of Tears. Yeah. There's just nothing but tears. That's That should be very telling about just the treatment of their peoples in general. So we barely scratched the surface. No. But it's we have... Just- we, yeah. But it is important to me to set shed light on this. And um, I guess that would about wrap us up. Unless you have anything to add. I don't. Um, well. Just a general feeling of disgust, I think. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. I need a shower. Mm-hmm. Just because, not. Because Kayla kept saying just, moist all day. <laughs> That word doesn't bother me very much. <laughs> Bothers me. But yeah, that's not the point. It bothers me, but it doesn't bother me as much as like uh lovers. <sighs> or I don't I don't know why. I'm just a weird child inside. So you don't like that Taylor Swift song? In general, I'm not a huge Swifty. I tolerate Taylor Swift. I, some of her songs are really good, but like I don't know most of them. Yeah. Any hoops? If you have any questions, comments, <laughs> concerns, corrections, email us bubbles. Oops. Bubblesbrunchcast at gmail dot com. We are all ears and follow us on socials uh, at bubblesbrunchcast. That's that's Insta and TikTok, and we will. We will see you next week. Oh, and make sure to like and subscribe. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, that was the last call for this episode of the Bubbles Brunchcast. Please subscribe and tune in next time. We will be serving it up all over again. Enjoy your week.